I'm literally in the middle of homeschool, but we have to stop this to talk about this really cool chapter that we're reading. It's literally talking about the Industrial Revolution and capitalism. The chapter is called Stocks, Philanthropists, and Outlaws. And it gives a great analogy to teach it to kids. It talks about, say, you make chocolate at home and you buy all the ingredients, all the chocolate, all the molds, and you heat the cream and chocolate over in your oven, over the burner, and you put it into molds. You add marshmallows, caramel, nuts. Then you pop all the molds out and then you go around the street selling it for 25 cents. Mind you, this is like around 1900. And you're totally hearing my dog bark. And you go through the street, you sell your chocolates for 25 cents and you get enough money that you get to go home, buy more ingredients to make more chocolate and maybe like a pair of shoes and some food for yourself. So you've made a profit. But then there's a man who opens a chocolate factory and he has like 10 vats and 10 workers who can do all this stuff faster, quicker. And because he can buy chocolate in bulk, he gets a price cut. So he's able to sell his chocolate for 10 cents and still make a profit. And now nobody wants to buy your 25 cent chocolate because they can buy it for 10 cents. Now he's thinking, oh my gosh, I can make more chocolate, get more of a price break, make even more money, but I need investors. Let me ask my rich friends to each give me $1,000. He hires workers. They all work same hours every day, the same rate they get paid to work in his factory. And maybe the first year he makes $7,000. Then the next year, he gets friends to invest $1,000 a piece, three friends, $3,000, so he could buy these new vats, and oh my gosh, now I made $10,500 this next year. So the, the people that bought into him, he gave them a little bit of the, here, you get like 10% of my earn, you know, the earnings that I made, and they get $1,500 on top of their $1,000 they put in, they get $1,500 in return, and they're all happy, and I asked my kids, but who's not happy, and... Max and Mother Nature, because of all the extra factories going up, <clears throat> could be. He said the dentists were probably happy for all the extra chocolate, but it's the worker. Because even though that company made now extra money, the workers were still making the same amount. They weren't seeing the profits. It was going into the owner's pocket and all the rich people that invested into their pocket. So we're starting to talk about capitalism. So it's a very cool chapter. And I just wanted to like get this out because, you know, as I have one kid literally sleeping on me, he's sleeping through this. We're going to have to redo this at dinner tonight when daddy gets home. I already did it. So yeah, yes. Look at Max is like, I already did it. I'm not redoing this. But he's he's got he's getting the good answers and he's seeing the unfairness, which I love. Now, the only thing I could say that would be. A counterpoint is the person that's working at the factory now has steady income. So that's good as opposed to when they were trying to like maybe sell things on their own and not make enough money. And maybe some days they didn't know where their food would come from, which a lot of entrepreneurs, that's like a risk they take if they don't have rich family or friends to back them, which, you know, a lot of people do sometimes that have businesses and people invest in it and they have money. But people literally starting from nothing, yeah, that's a risk. You're going to be like, can I eat this week? Did I make enough money? Did I sell enough books, enough art? So, and you know, I know people always say buy local and buy from small business owners and you should. But again, because we live in this capitalistic society, we've all shot ourselves in the foot. We kind of started out with, you know, buy bread from the artisan bread maker, you know, at the market and spend $5 for a loaf. But because of capitalism, we all get the same wage, no matter how many billions of dollars owners, I mean, Jesus, people literally own billions and their workers can 
get paid hourly, but still get food stamps because the billions are not being dispersed throughout everybody making that company work. That's the problem. But sure, they're making some kind of hourly wage, but they're not making enough. Like I said, and they get food stamps. So are they going to like buy locally and buy that artisan bread maker's bread? Or are they going to buy the $79.99? I'm sorry. 79 cent to 99 cent bread loaf at Aldi. Like I know where people are going to spend their money. They're going to buy cheaper food. They're going to buy, go to chain places like Walmart. And it's kind of like a really nasty cycle. So it's very interesting. So talking about capitalism today, and I'm going to mention squid games again. You should totally watch that. There's a great article that accompanied this, uh, whole. Well, I, I kill like the umbrella who likes bear in mind. Yeah. Yeah, he's mentioning a part of the Squid Games. But it's like a lot about capitalism. And there's even like a little nod to sexism in it where, you know, they're doing this tug of war game and Squid Games and they're like, we already have enough women on our team. They have one. They have one fucking woman <laughs> like on their team. We have enough. We've reached our diversity quota. Like it's 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 a really great, I'm telling everybody should watch a show because it's definitely got a nod to capitalism and, you know, how people that don't have enough money to even survive, whether they have medical issues or they don't have enough food to eat, what they're willing to do to make money. It's also kind of reminds me of Hunger Games, the poorest of the poor and how the capital have all this money, you know, on like doing Botox and doing surgeries and wild hair and clothes. And they literally like, if you read the books, there's where they take this little drink of stuff at their party so they could throw up and eat more because there's so much food. And then like back in you know, Katniss's district, people were starving and dying because they didn't have enough. Like, I do think, and I've told my kids, it's absolutely immoral to have billions of dollars and not be helping everybody out in the world. Like, I just think it's immoral. I don't know how you can fly. I don't know how you can fly, you know, spacecrafts into outer space and be the first person up there and not even have, like, people working for you have a decent wage that they wouldn't need food stamps. Like, some, I don't know how there's not riots in the streets every day, to be honest, except for the people that have enough don't care to, if other people don't have enough, I guess, or we're so exhausted trying to run on that hamster wheel to get enough that we don't have the energy to like fight. Like there's something you keep them trapped in a cycle of poverty. And there's so many things that do that. You've got your pro-life movement that keeps people trapped in a cycle of poverty. And I'm going to tell you why, because people that can't afford to have kids are being forced to have kids. They can't go off and finish their degree. It's all keep your legs crossed and that will never happen. Like that's the only out they have to like abstain from sex forever and that's the only way they can get out instead of like i don't know offering free birth control actual mm -hmm. proper sex ed letting people decide when and where they want to build the family that they want the size that they want like all these things are to keep you trapped in a cycle of poverty so you don't have enough energy to fight the system it's just there's so many things that I play and i just don't know but yeah i'm raising little uh anti-capitalist children because they're, he was like mother nature, mother nature sad that they're building all these factories and that they're putting people out of work. You know, it wasn't even 200 years ago. Like literally we're in 1900 right now in our timeline. And they even mentioned it wasn't over 200 years ago. People were at home, whether they were basket weaving, making cloth, uh, you know, blacksmith, like they were making things at home, spending time with their children. And then people would come by and sell things that they had or trade or barter or what have you. And yes, I know it's nice to have running water and we're not dragging it from a well and, oh, I'm cold. Let me tack my heat on to 78 degrees. Like, yeah, I get the, cr actually, I lied at 78. It's like 67, 68 in our house, never to go above that. But, um, you know, it's nice to have those creature comforts. And I guess, you know, in order to have those big corporations had to take over and then we have to work to pay these things. I just feel like there's got to be a middle ground. 
There's got to be a middle ground where we're not working 80 hours a week and people that I know that are working one and two jobs still can get food stamps because they're making $7 an hour. And then when people say, well, go to college, <clears throat> then you get all that debt that you can never go bankrupt on. But like big corporations can go bankrupt, which is just crazy to me. Can't, and uh, your medical bills too. That it just It's just crazy. Like there's so many things working against us. We should all have health care. Uh, do you know other countries literally do college like it's treated like K through 12? We don't have a problem that K through 12 is free and it's funded by our tax dollars. I always say pass the school levies. I want educated children. I homeschool. I still want public school kids to be educated and I'll pass the levies. Tax time, pass them. Here's a couple cents from all of us to make a better community. And why we don't include college in that, I don't know. We should want a better educated community, and that should also be free. College should absolutely be free for a two-year degree. You'd put more people out there in the workforce. You'd have a better economy. But we're, it's like that's the line. If you're not rich enough, lucky enough, whatever, to get this, then you don't deserve it. Like there's something wrong with us that we don't want all of us to succeed in society. And the only reason we wouldn't want that is because we want to be on this hierarchy of I'm better than you. So we're all going to take a look at ourselves and how our political views are and wonder why they're that way. Why is somebody getting a free college when, yeah, you might owe money back to pay for yours because it wasn't I'm good for you. I'm the best person looking <laughs> It's just weird. It's weird. It's just a whole bunch of stuff we get to talk about today going through this. And we're in 1900 and, you know, we're going to be talking about industrial revolution, the industrial revolution. We're going to talk about capitalism. And we just talked about our westward expansion last week and the Oregon Trail. So just very interesting and kind of figuring out where our society had good ideas, but maybe like where it went wrong or maybe where it like blew up bigger than we could have imagined. And we didn't have this like safety net to be like, wait, that's too much. So yeah, very interesting day. But anyways, I just wanted to hurry up and touch base. So that's, that's the thing of today, capitalism. And when daddy gets home, we'll review this with our ASL because we're doing sign language. And I think we're four or five chapters into that. And we're doing pretty well. We basically can do the alphabet. Say who, what, when, where, why. Family, friends. You, my, yours. Kind of like pronouns and some simple words. And we're going to build up our way. to hopefully by the end of the year, we can sign to each other. Which will be really great for me when we're out in public. And we want to smack talk some people. We could just sign it. <laughs> and you know my ass will do it in front of somebody that knows sign language. Because that's my luck. Um, and also just as I'm having this school morning where, uh, everybody just kind of send out some positive thoughts. My mom's brother passed last week and, uh, his family's obviously having a rough time of it. And we've had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of deaths in the calendar rolling year from November until this November. So in 12 months, lots of people lost partners and parents and it's, uh, been a rough go. And here I'm on a capitalist rant because that's what I do. I get angry instead of, you know, when I'm grieving, I just, I really cling to that anger. You know, there's that denial, which, you know, I don't deny. I know people die. Then there's that whole like anger, which I fucking love and live there with menopause. And then there's like the whole bargaining and what's the other one? There's depression. And then finally acceptance, I believe. I think I hit all five. I, I don't know. I think I just kind of cling to the, I, I, I kind of teeter between anger and depression with all the deaths. I mean, I definitely don't deny. I accept that they're gone. I don't really bargain because there's nothing I get that there's nothing I'm going to do that gets them to come back. But anger and depression is my jam. So that's kind of where I live lately. And why my kids are getting this capitalist rant on Monday morning. But uh, hopefully you're all having a good day. 
and think about it. Just think about what you would want for a, a good society. Don't you remember doing this at school? Like, how would you create the perfect society? And they used to give you like a list of jobs. Like, we have to have a doctor there. And then some, you know, we have to have an engineer and people sometimes would sh like not think to bring artists, but you need an artist's vision to create an interesting future. You need storytellers to make life bearable. Like it's, it's interesting because like they were putting this like hierarchy on what jobs are the most important for a society to run and you need them all. You need them all. I wonder why nobody was at like a parent teacher meeting screaming about communism back then. <laughs> They're trying to teach him some crazy rhetoric. Not everybody's important. You know, I'm just curious, but have a good day.